ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد Allah mentions a very concise and beautiful ayah in Surah Tawbah when Allah says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen. Allah tells the believers, Allah says, O you who believe, be mindful of Allah. Be pious people. Your relationship with Allah should have a real effect on your heart. Attaqullah wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen. So within the heart of the person, Allah is saying to remember Allah, to fear Allah, to be mindful of Allah, to be conscious of Allah. And then what's the next thing? That's a huge concept. What does Allah say immediately after that? And be with good people. Be with the truthful. Be with the truthful. To look at who do we surround ourselves with. It's not just about the individual, but it's about the community. It's about the group. It's about that inner circle of friends. I want to mention two quick examples in, in today's brief reminder, inshallah. Example number one, if you look at Surah Al-Qalam, a very early surah, Revealed to the Prophet ﷺ. Within this surah, Allah mentions a very powerful story. And it's up to us to realize how powerful it is or not. That's up to us. Allah says that this book is extremely powerful. Is extremely honorable and dignified. But it's up to us to connect with it. And then for that to rub off on us over time. Allah mentions a story where there were some brothers whose father had this amazing lush garden, this beautiful garden. And he would give away a third of the produce in charity. A third of the, consistently, this was his practice, this was his sunnah, you could say. This was the path that he was treading within his life. And then he passes away and his children, they inherit the garden. And they thought to themselves, within their minds and within their hearts, that, you know, Dad did not know what he was doing. He would give away so much in charity. That was such a horrible decision. And what did they decide? What did they intend? Sincerely, all of them, to not give anything away in charity at the next harvest. Nothing. But then what did Allah do? And the the point of this is for us to, to extract fruit from it, nectar from it, to reflect upon it and to become better people because of it. Allah mentions that when they went out to reap the harvest, the entire garden was completely wiped out. Wiped out by who? By Allah Azza wa Jal. Why? They didn't want to give anything for Allah, so Allah took everything. They didn't want to give a little for Allah. They didn't want to give... It doesn't even have to be a third. But give something. They didn't want to give anything, so Allah destroyed the entire thing. So what we want to do... We want to learn from that to avoid that. At the end of the story, they do their tawbah and they end up going in the right direction. But we have to ask ourselves, do we want to, do we want to take the path of one plus one equals two and just keep things very straight and simple? Or do we want to do what they did where they went through this whole difficult situation? 
There was all of this pain, loss, and hardship. And then they learned from it. And then they came back. And then eventually they got to the same conclusion. But they took the long way. So we have to ask ourselves, what does Ihdina Sirat al-Mustaqim really mean to us? The quickest way to go from point A to point B is a straight line. Straight and simple. So if we want to truly benefit from this story, then we need to, we need to pluck some fruit from this beautiful tree of a story and to chew on it and to think... How am I impacted by the story? How does this truly impact my heart? It's easy to read it and then you move on and nothing changes. That's easy. The hard part is taking the ideas and implementing them and living them and putting them into practice. That is how within a century, within a century of the Muslims migrating from Mecca to Medina, within a century you have Islam reaching vastly different parts of the world, from China to Spain. From, from, from one very distant land from Medina to another very distant land from Medina, pre all the technology that we have now. Because they were people who lived their deen, they lived this book. They didn't just learn it, which they did very deeply and intimately, which they did. But it didn't stop there. The ilm turned into amal, the knowledge turned into action, it was transformative. This is example one. What Allah mentions in Surah Qalam. Example two, if you look at Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah mentions in this very beautiful ayah that Allah and His angels, they send salawat on the Prophet. Allah says that He and His angels, they basically send blessings on the Prophet and then Allah tells the believers, O you who believe, do the same. Send peace and blessings on the Prophet. So this is the good thing. But look at what Allah says immediately after that. In, in the ayah immediately following that, Allah mentions those who would cause a lot of harm to the Prophet, to the believers. What, what, what's, what's the connection here? What can we take away from this? The Prophet taught us that those who are stingy are those who are reminded of the Prophet and they never, they never say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So there's the spiritual stinginess, right? But there was also the financial stinginess within those same people. So if I truly benefit from my salawat, then naturally I should become a more generous person. And if I'm not sending salawat, that's an issue. But if I am, and if I'm not becoming a more generous person, in reality, my hal is much more like the second ayah than the first one. They're, they're, they're very, and the Qur'an does this. It's, it, it oftentimes paints a very binary picture. Allah mentions Jannah, Allah mentions Jahannam. So there are these polar opposite scenarios, and then we find ourselves somewhere in the middle and we have to navigate which direction do we want to go. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. I mention all of this to encourage all of us to prepare for Ramadan with a beautiful act, a generous act of shukr. We want to begin with the end in mind. At the end of the ayah in which Allah mentions Ramadan by name, the last thing Allah mentions in the ayah, وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So you may become grateful. So if we want to be grateful by the end of the month, we need to plant those seeds, those seeds now. And if we want to, 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 to water them and to see the harvest, we need to do so sincerely. Some people think that they don't want to give anything generously throughout the year. They're only going to wait till Ramadan and then they give. Don't get me wrong. It's very good to give in Ramadan. 
But if I want to prepare my heart and my soul for Ramadan, and one of the main things that I need to aim for during Ramadan is gratitude, then I need to start practicing gratitude from now, if not before now. So if we think to ourselves that in Ramadan we want to give, then right now we need to start giving now. We don't even know if we're going to reach Ramadan. How many people pass away the day before Ramadan, the night before Ramadan, two days before, three days before? We ask Allah to protect us, but the feeling is, if it really matters, we're going to have a sense of urgency. So I, I, I humbly ask each and every one of you to please remain seated after the prayer. I just need a minute of your time. It'll be very quick. And we ask Allah to make it a fruitful experience for all of us. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to turn all of our hardships into ease. We ask Allah to grant us taqwa and to surround us with good people. We ask Allah to help all of us to go in the right direction. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tizakhulu bana ba'da idhadaytana wa hab lana min ladunka rahma innaka anta al-wahab. Subhana rabbika rabbil azzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa aqlam as-salam.